Welcome back to the Mindset Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Alanis, current Juco Bandit, and most importantly, follower of Christ, on a mission to get myself and every listener 1% better. Each week, this podcast brings you a message or a special guest to help you discover why your mindset matters. Thank you for listening, and let's get right into it. What's the biggest thief of joy? As Teddy Roosevelt wisely said, it's comparison. Think about it in your own life. You're perfectly fine with what you're doing one day until you see people you know went out together or you're single and you see a bunch of couples posts on Instagram or you're in a relationship but see this other couple goes out on five-star dinner dates, fancy vacations, or God forbid you compare their significant other to yours. Or let's say you're a pitcher on a successful baseball team and see some 6'5 dude on Tread Athletics or PFA Baseball that throws 95 plus with a nasty curve and ridiculous changeup. Or you question why one person is committed to a school when you think you're better than them, yet you're still getting no attention from schools. Or you're happy with your three plate squat max until you see someone posted their four plate squat repped out for 10. I could go on and on, but I think you get the point. Fill in the blank for your situation, and I'm sure you can think of something or someone that you compare yourself to. Why do we love and enjoy what we have, for instance, our God-given talents and gifts, until we see someone else with something else, or someone else that's blessed with what we assume is more than what we have? So in turn, we begin to think that we have less or are less. But in Matthew 25, 29, Jesus says, For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. This takes some thought to fully understand, but we see examples of this all over our current culture which is very ambitious and made to believe in the American dream. Now, I'm not saying the American dream is bad, because you absolutely should strive to make something of yourself and get better every day and all that good stuff. But, in the social understanding of ambition, there is a very thin line in which, when you're ambitious for the wrong reasons, you will cross that line and will be met with ungratefulness, greed, and insatiability which means always wanting more, never having enough, and never content with what you have. But if you cannot be content with little, you cannot be content with much. If God were to answer every prayer you prayed, you would still want more and more and more, not being satisfied, thankful, or grateful for every answered prayer, blessing, and miracle. Treating G-O-D as an ATM Until we learn thankfulness, why should God give us anything? From my own experience and understanding, the happiest people are always grateful and never take anything for granted. And on the contrary, the unhappiest people practice this ambitious, insatiable lifestyle. I was scrolling on Twitter the other day and passed by a tweet the Daily Loud posted that quoted, Cardi B saying that she misses her old life and that having everything gets boring. 
Now stick with me. I know you probably didn't expect Cardi B to be brought up on this podcast, but this is a prime example of what I'm talking about. Psychologists coined a term named hedonic adaptation, or the hedonic treadmill. The definition online is the observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events or life changes. To put it simply, I'll give you an example. On the positive side, it's the reason why you get a new car, phone, job, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Any exciting new change that spices up life for a little bit. And then some time goes by and you're back to the same life you're used to as if nothing has changed. And on the negative side, it's why you lose a job, get injured, go through a breakup, any kind of loss that changes up your life, then some time goes by and you're back to normal. That's my take on hedonic adaptation. Psychologists just try and make it sound more complicated than it needs to be. But back to Cardi B. She rode the wave of success that she somehow achieved, but she bought and tried everything under the sun. Everything the world has to offer. To the point where she's like, been there, done that, nothing is exciting. Interesting. The next point I want to try to bring to light is that we, as regular people, look at the exterior. Naturally, we don't have x-ray vision or telekinesis or mind reading capabilities that let us know what's going on inside other people's heads. So we see the things they have, the wealth, the success, status, looks, significant others, fill in the blank. In 1 Samuel 16.7, it says the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Since we look at the exterior, we are blind to the inside, the things we can't see. But God knows what battles that person went through to get there, what they sacrificed, what they trusted in God for. The whole chapter of Matthew 6 talks all about how to go about this for yourself, where it specifically talks about storing up treasures in heaven as well as not worrying. So I'll spitball some verses that go along with this perfectly. Verse 19 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, thieves break in and steal not only material possessions, thieves like comparison steal joy, disabling our use of God's blessings, our God-given talents and gifts, and all the while the enemy is laughing to the bank. In this, Jesus is making it clear that earthly possessions are fleeting. We're all eventually going to be six feet under. You can't take any of your possessions with you to eternity, whether it be heaven or hell. We also need to look at these possessions as not our own, but blessings from God, and in turn, being good stewards according to his purpose and his will, more often than not by blessing others. The way I look at money, or why I want to make money, is to give. The more I make, the more I'm able to give. The more God blesses me, the more I'm able to bless others. In verse 25, same chapter, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, 
what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? I love that last line. Jesus was dropping bars here, a straight poet. I love the positive comparison he makes, saying how God tends after his creation, taking care of the birds, how they don't store food in barns, yet God makes sure they are fed, clarifying how much more important we are as God's children. Jesus ends with saying in verse 31 through 34, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know about you, but therapy can't give me that kind of peace. The way I see it, Jesus isn't only telling us not to worry about food, drink, or clothes, but every aspect of our lives. Relationships, finances, scholarships, health, fill in the blank. Don't run after such things like the pagans, meaning people that don't identify as God's children. Don't compare yourselves to those who do have, thinking of yourself as less than or lacking. Just as it says in Psalm 34 verses 9 and 10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. There is no lack and no want to those who fear the Lord and who seek Him. If you love and respect God and serve Him with all your heart, then you will always have what you need. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things like Cardi B. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, abiding by his good and perfect will, and these things will be given to you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Be patient, waiting on God's timing, knowing that he knows what his children need, and he gives his children everything they need. We shall not lack. God, I may have nothing, but because I have you, I have everything. And that's the mindset that we need to embody as Christians, as children of God, as his creation. That's the mindset that matters. As I mentioned earlier, Teddy Roosevelt said that the biggest thief of joy is comparison. But I believe that the greatest ally of joy is thankfulness. So I challenge you guys to be thankful in the face of adversity, in the face of lack, in the face of worry. And I want you to see how that changes your guys' perspectives. So that about wraps it up for today's episode. I appreciate each and every single one of you for listening in. And until next time, stay positive, love others, and have a good week. God bless.